people happy monday or sad monday depending on your monday it's sad monday for me but uh may or may not be monday when you hear this but if it is happy or sad monday hope everyone's doing well um to any new listeners here i'm braylon thomas and it's my podcast the harmonic trajectory where i interview my uh, friends from belmont and uh, other peeps in the music industry that i know uh we hang out we shoot the shit we uh share stories. We talk about our upbringing. Uh, we talk about what we've learned and uh, we share advice to pass on to the next generation, um, next generation of stars. Um, yeah, it's like uh, end of summer right now as we're recording this. Uh, first couple of days of fall, weather is finally uh, feeling good. Uh, been looking back on a nice summer and a busy summer. And uh, speaking of uh busy things busy people um my next guest falls under that category and uh very excited for this episode he is a um electronic producer slash dj here in nashville um been making lots of moves lately um releasing songs uh he recently played at um anything fest very cool uh new festival um at the infamous further farms uh it's like a cool gathering of like edm rap and uh like like diy rock kind of stuff that you'd see at house shows and stuff um yeah it was a, it was a cool performance uh gonna get into that and uh lots of other stuff um yeah as said uh very excited for this episode very excited for this guest uh Dear friend of mine, phenomenal producer, very about the hustle. And uh, yeah, today uh, we got my boy Daniel, uh, but a lot of you probably know him as Imperium. Uh, so welcome to the show. Yo, yo, what's up? Thank you for having me, Braylon. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good, man. I'm actually enjoying this weather. As you said, it's uh, perfect fall vibes. Yeah, dude. At last. No yeah, more. finally, man. I mean, it was just so hot in the summer, but... uh. I was literally out riding my bike earlier today. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, man. I just got it like yesterday too. And uh, definitely like the leaves are starting to change and stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. The vibes are pretty great right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I'm mm-hmm. here with a cat right now. Oh, yeah. We got Sophia, special guest. Yeah, Sophia right here on my lap. She might uh, chime in here and there. Uh, yeah, you might, some... you might hear her meow. Yeah. Yeah, she's super cute. Yeah. So uh, to give like a little bit of context on how uh, me and Daniel met, um, there was this like uh, EDM club at Belmont that uh, someone started. Um, 
Stephanie DeWitt, which if you're hearing this, uh, shout out you for starting the club. Hope you're well. Yeah, shout out Stephanie. Uh, yeah, it was uh, just, uh, and I, I mentioned it before, um, I, I had Brandon on the podcast uh, a little bit ago. Um, y'all can check that episode out. Um, but he really was also good. in the EDM club, and we all uh, met there. And uh, yeah, while it like didn't really turn into anything like too official, it was still like a great thing to come about. Like yeah. all my like uh, rave friends and producer friends, like I met through that club, so... Yeah, we like met there and uh, yeah, beautiful friendship has blossomed from that. Yeah, man. I remember EDM Club actually. We met in one of the hillside apartments. You know? Oh yeah. I don't, right. I don't really remember the guy's name, but he, I remember he had a bunch of uh, hardware on racks and stuff. This guy was like a hybrid producer kind of guy. But uh, I actually put that on my resume, the EDM Club member that was like on there for a oh, while. Nice. Yeah. Like as a extracurricular, you know? Um, but yeah. Who else did I meet there? I met you. Jocelyn was in that with us. That's right. Uh, I think Nathan Denatured was on there too. Yeah. Is, is he is he still making tunes? Yeah, he's still making tunes. I mean, the last stuff I heard from him was very like trippy, space based kind of stuff. Okay. You know, shout out to Webs. You know, overall. Wait, was he in that too? Uh, I think he was. I think he came like once or twice. I think. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember though. Because, yeah, man, I mean, we got together for that club. I, I remember it was so small. Just sh just to show you, like, uh, the scale of the EDM scene at Belmont when we were there just wasn't super big. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. An, it was an obscurity, to say the least. It was quite obscure, for sure. I think uh, I've noticed people are interested in it, for sure. I just think people didn't know it existed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, uh... On the topic of like anything fest, for example, I went. Yeah, let's hear about that. Yeah, man. So it was really interesting because uh, my good mate, uh, Nick D, shout out to Nick, he hit me up and he was like, Are you free Saturday? Because we're going to go promo the fest at Belmont. So I was like, Yeah, that sounds so fun. And I can like meet people and like ask them to listen to my music and stuff. So literally, what we did is uh, met up at the dorm, right? And we had a bunch of these small flyers and a few posters. Yeah, I saw some posters there. I was, uh, I, I still work at Belmont. I work in like, you know, like the event services department. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I still work there, and I saw some uh, posters for the festival around. Dude, it was lit. It was really cool because literally we just went up to the incoming freshmen and the sophomores that were there and uh, handed out the flyers. We're like, hey, I was like, hey, my name is Imperium. I'm a DJ. We're throwing this festival called Anything Fest. It's ten minutes away from campus, and you should come through. And we had like 400 flyers and literally we got so lucky because uh, they had their like TT group events, you know, so at yeah, first we were like, where is everybody, you know, and then all of a sudden we see this huge group of freshmen all like in parade style going to the uh, gymnasium for some event. So we like sprinted over and like stood in the midst of the crowd and just started passing out flyers and stuff. And we were Hell like... Yeah. We were like, festival over here, come make friends and stuff like that. And it was cool. It was pretty full circle because uh, these guys, uh, Clean Boy Productions, I remember we used to go to their events when we were freshmen. Yeah, I went to some of their stuff too. Yeah, like a uh, shout out to the Traffic Light Jam, man. That was like freshman year. I remember I, I, that. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, literally, they had some rappers perform, right? And 
it was a mixer event. So if you were single, you would wear green. And if you were taken, if you were in a relationship or something, you wore a red t-shirt. And if it was quote unquote complicated, you wore like yellow or something like that. What, what, what do you do if it's complicated? <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, mean like, <laughs> like, what does that even mean, bro? It's like complicated. It probably just means you're like in a situation shit or whatever, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I guess it's a good conversation starter. Exactly. But like, <laughs> it's a good conversation starter. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know if one, I'm trying to like get into my relationship problems when I'm trying to like have fun. And I don't know if anyone yeah. else is trying to hear about that too. It's just for the clout, man. Like as a freshman, I mean, what? You're like in a relationship coming in as a freshman. But like, true. They're like in another college or something, yeah, or open relationship or something. Could could be seen as a flex, depending on. How uh, you could look be at seen it. as a flex. So, oh yeah, I'm a freshman and I'm coming here to pitch my songs. <laughs> if, yeah, man. And what a time, bro. Those events were lit. Um, what was the club? It was like Pink Flamingo, and, uh, something. I'm not something sure. like that, dude. Yeah, that. Yeah, shout out to uh, Shady Chris, man. That's where I met him. Oh yeah, I remember him. Bro, I remember we were like at the end of the event and we were just sitting outside and he comes up with like a bottle of Hennessy and like I took a swig of it and that's what started it all, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Anything Fest was like a really, really cool event. Like, yeah, I had an dude. awesome time. It pulled through so well, man. Like um, basically Nick and Levi, they're two of the organizers for that. And I became friends with Levi through uh, some mutual friends you know i was fortunate to go on a trip with him and we got quite close due to that and so they hit me up and we're like hey we're gonna throw this festival in a few months and i was wondering if you want to dj for it and i was like oh dang like tell me more right so they told me like all the the lineup and it's a bunch of rappers that i had worked with in the past you know like shout out to ej the maker shout out to gelato y'all like crazy and basically, these are guys that I had DJed for at previous events, such as DJs and PJs. So I was like, do y'all want me to DJ for the rappers? And they were like, nah, we want you to have your own time slot. And I was like, but, and they were like, not only that, we want you to have two time slots. So I was like... So many surprises. Yeah, so many surprises, man. I was super surprised. Nah, I was really excited, man, because uh, I had never played a festival. So yeah, it was the first one, right? It was my first one, man. It was my first one. So from then on, basically, it was full grind mode, man, because I told myself I'm going to play all original tracks in my sets. And I had a bunch of unreleased songs, but, you know, they lacked some details in them. They weren't mastered or anything. The mixing needed some work. But I knew these tracks had potential, too. And I had a bunch of stuff I had released uh, throughout the years as well. Shout out to, like, California and stuff yeah yeah man classics right but uh it was really cool and different to prepare for a festival versus like a gig at a club because it was a boost in my pr music production basically so was I'll, that your first time doing an all original set yeah man because usually i do a mix of my own stuff and like other producers tracks mm-hmm but this time I was like, yeah, I'm confident enough in my tracks to just do an all original, you know? Hell yeah. Or like I have enough tracks to where I can pick and choose which ones are going to sound really good live as well. So basically they told me that I was going to play two sets, one at like 4 p.m. and the other one at 11 p.m. 
right after the headliner uh who was landing cube shout out to landing cube he killed he had a pretty it. sick show man he was so good dude i hadn't honestly heard his stuff until then man his performance was so cool man uh he was a great vocalist live guitar full band setup man this guy was great and i was blessed to be able to play right after his set ended so i knew like yeah i gotta show up for this you know yeah you had a good turnout too yeah dude the turnout was dope it was really uh cool because yeah there was a lot of like faces that i recognized in the audience for sure like my homies and stuff but then there was people there that i just didn't know and i could hear them shouting like we love you imperium or stuff like that or they're just vibing out like dancing and stuff or uh, i saw this kid in the front row uh, i could tell he was like still in college but he reminded me of me when I was younger because this guy just had like a pashmina on over his head and he was vibing. He was like loving it. And it made me really happy to see actually because it's a great reminder of why you like make music, you know, yeah, and, dude. and where you've been and stuff. We all started as fans and we're still fans. And we're still fans, man. You don't stop being a fan like ever, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And like one of the best things is being a fan of your homies in the scene, you know? Because uh, you see them grow, you know, whether they're mixers, they're other DJs, they're rappers, they're rock artists, we're all rising up together and we're all part of this generation that's making a pretty good dent in the scene here in Nashville, you know, just showing what people want. And uh, I know you've seen it, like, Nashville has changed quite a bit since oh, we've yeah. been here. Oh, yeah, the scene has, like, grown tremendously, like, even, like, over the past few years, it's crazy. Yeah, man, it's grown quite a bit. Like, I remember when I first moved here, I was like, okay, where are the clubs at? Like, where do people play EDM at? And I mean, I didn't really know any clubs. I couldn't find any except for like Play, you know? They played some EDM there. Yes, they did. Yeah, man. But uh, now, I mean, I feel there's so much influx of people coming in from like the West Coast and New York and Chicago and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge demand for it. You know, shout out to Printer's Alley, Dirty, Dirty Little Secret, for example. I still need to go there. Man, I still need to go there too, man. I just got a bunch of homies that play there. But I've heard really good things, dude. And uh, I found that the game is privately hosted events, you know? Because I think something cool that we have, uh, being Belmont students, is we have the background uh, business knowledge to basically host our own events. So the lesson is, if you don't see it happening in your city, you can just make it happen, man. It's really yes, not sir. that difficult. You know, just pull up Excel, make your budget, uh, see how much stuff is going to cost, you know? It obviously helps to have the connections and know who to hit up, and that way you have, like, good prices for things. Like, uh, for example, a lot of these uh, venues, they're like, yeah, like, uh, book us for the night, here's the flat fee, how much we're going to charge. But you also have to provide security. So now you have to pay for a security company to be at the door to check everybody, you know? Or uh, if you're going to sell drinks, uh, first of all, you have to have your liquor license here in the state of Tennessee. But, uh, you know, how much is that going to cost and how much are you going to make back by selling it? It's quite simple. It's just a lot of small details, you know? But at, in the end of the day, you're just seeing how much money you're spending and how much money you're going to get back, you know? Right. And man, I mean, if you don't care about the money and you just want to sell tickets to get people there, I mean, you can just break even, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, 
I mean, people are willing to pay like 15, 20 bucks for an event. No, you know, it's not the same as when we were in college and stuff was either free or like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, uh, we're older, you know, people have the money for it. Mm -hmm. Man, if you put different acts on there too, uh, you know, you're going to have to pay them out too, but they're, they'll also attract their fan base. You yeah, know? and having that diversity is probably like pretty good. Yeah, dude, and that's actually something I liked a lot about Anything Fest. Yeah, was the diversity, man. Just a bunch of rappers on there, a uh, bunch of rock talents. Uh, shout out to Maggie Miles. She killed it, man. Super huge vibe. She won that competition. Which actually. one? So uh, Anything Fest ran this competition on their Instagram, which was great because they were like, "Okay, tag the artists that you want to see perform here." And oh, that it was one. excellent, man. Yeah, dude. Because basically you get all these local artists to share the festival onto their stories and rally all their fans to comment mm-hmm. on it. And that automatically just boosts the engagement of the post too. So people see it, you know. Right. I heard that people need to see something like seven times in order for them to remember it yeah. or buy tickets for it. Yeah. So it really does matter, you know. It's not... It doesn't even feel like spam anymore. Literally, like, make good content, be yourself, learn from your friends. Like, I think we grew up in a generation that adopted it because we were, like, I don't know about you, like, when we were young, we didn't have cell phones or anything, you know? So we were in an age where we could learn all this technology and stuff as it came out, like YouTube. Right. Uh predecessor to tiktok uh musically stuff like that vine man and uh i mean man you can just make great content super easy and it's about engagement man like that's why like the competitions are so useful like because the artist helps you push it basically like as a promoter as an event planner you don't really have to do much because you know people are going to want to come to this event and they're going to want to play at it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Maggie Miles, man, she won that. And uh, she killed it, bro. Like, it's crazy, bro. I was literally in a business meeting uh, in the company that I work for and we had a icebreaker question and it was like, what artists around Nashville have you seen that, like, excites you, right? And one of my coworkers, she mentioned Maggie Miles, actually which I thought was insane because I knew her through like mutual friends and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And it goes to show people do notice, man. Like people know your stuff, you know, like it's about a playing out in different places. Like at least here in Nashville, the first places I played at were like 404 bar and grill. Hell before that it was house parties, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to to the Aberdeen house parties. Those were lit. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, we were basically throwing a party at my house like every week, you know, and it was mainly mutual friends and friends, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I basically set up my DJ stuff in the living room. We would clear it out, my roommates and I, and set up some bookshelf speakers and uh, invite all the homies, you know, people just want to place the party and have a good time. And... I usually played like reggaeton and music in Spanish. You know, all my friends were Hispanic. And the turnouts were sick, bro. Yeah. They were really fire, man. I mean, we threw this uh, Halloween party a few years ago. And that was a mood, man. Everybody was wearing black. Everybody was dressed up, looking real sexy and good. Was I there? 
Man, I think you were there, bro. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you were wearing a Naruto. Oh, wait, no, yeah, it was yeah. a Tatsuo from Akira. Yeah, that's what it was, bro. Yeah, that was, was fire. Good time. With, like the cloak and stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, that was cool, bro, because I would mix in some EDM and people would uh, be like, play Skrillex, play Skrillex. <laughs> and I would be like, yeah, I got you. So then I would just tear down and play some Skrillex, bro. Man, on the topic of that Halloween party, I blew out my monitors. Then. Oh, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Because uh, basically everybody left and around five in the morning, a uh, bunch of us DJs were still there and we were like, oh man, let's play an underground bass set back to back. And it was crazy, bro. It was, it was a bunch of talented DJs. But, uh, you know, don't use your studio monitors as like PA systems, you know, they can't yeah. take the stress. Basically, I blasted it way too loud. I had them on for too long. And all of a sudden, a pop in the sound got ruined. And what happened was the tweeters got blown out. They literally got, like, melted or something. Because oh, I touched damn. the speakers and it, like, burnt my hand. Fuck. Yeah, dude. It happened to me twice, literally, with those same monitors. So, definitely invest in some good gear. If you're going to play private shows, man, you do need good gear. Hell, like, subwoofers make a huge difference in EDM. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, uh... It's a solid thing, the bass, the bass, 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 mm -hmm. versus uh, if you don't have it, it's just going to be a lot of like mid-end and treble and stuff, but yeah. you want it to move you, you want it to feel like a wall of sound, I do definitely recommend subwoofers, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting, like f feeling the bass is like a huge thing and like a huge priority for a lot of people, like I, I feel like... um. Or, or just like a, one of like the the things that like you know draws people to like EDM shows and like yeah, raves and stuff. Man. Like it, it's almost like as important as like the 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 content itself, like the songs that are even like playing. Like yeah, the bass is so important, man. I, this is actually something I noticed a lot when I went to EDC Las Vegas this year. Oh yeah, let's hear about that. Yeah, man. So I was uh, blessed to play a sound camp at Camp OG. So for those of you guys that don't know, the OGs at EDC, these are the guys that basically started EDC back in the 90s in LA. So, oh, no way. Yeah, man. Um, through some job connections, because I actually worked box office. Shout out to Insomniac. You guys are amazing. But uh, through some coworkers, I was able to meet some of the booking people. Uh, so basically, I brought my USB with me. I had it around my neck the whole time during the festival because I told myself I'm going to try to find a place to play here. I really, really want to, you know, follow your dreams, do it. And they had a cool soundstage set up. Uh, basically, I can describe it as a wall of sound. So a sound system stage is basically when you get these huge, huge speakers and you build the stage around it. So you like stack them up and stuff. You have like the subs and stuff. Uh, think like desert vibes. Think like Mad Max vibes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Mad Max, bro. So I went and played there actually. For, not first, I met the OGs, which was a bunch of really, really cool guys. Um, very wise individuals. And I told myself, I'm here as a guest. I'm here to learn and I'm here to see what this is about. And they were gracious enough to basically sit me down and tell me the history of EDC. You know, uh, because a lot of, I've met a lot of artists and 
they have like the whole rock star vibe going on. They can just be cocky, you know, which, you know, all power to you, but you also have to have respect, you know, like, uh, pay your dues, basically pay your dues, you know, uh, all I can tell you is like, stay silent and listen, you know, don't try to show off. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Like in the end, because like, they're not going to know who you are. Yeah. You know, it, it really doesn't matter. And, uh, basically you show that you're humble and the people that make it in this scene, in this industry are all really nice people. They're very humble people and they'll recognize that they'll recognize that you're here for the right reasons. You know, you're not here just for the girls, like for the drugs or whatever, or the money you're here for the music. You're here for the love of the community, mm-hmm. you know? Cause at the end of the day, uh, the EDM scene in the U S is such a tight community, man. I mean, we've seen it here in Nashville I saw it in Vegas. Like everybody just knew each other. Yeah, it's it's small too. Yeah, man, it's quite small, bro. Like it's broken through quite a bit in like the radio and stuff. And like uh, you have a lot of popular artists like Drake and Beyonce have a lot of dance influence. But uh, I mean, EDM stems from like the club scene, you know. And the club scene is like a tight space where you can go and express yourself. You can dance. You can meet people. Talk to people. You don't have to worry. You know, you can be yourself. And uh, you can meet a lot of people that are just like you. They're like-minded like you. You know, they're, they're there for the aesthetic, you know? You can dress up cool, wear some sunglasses, close your eyes, zone out to the music, feel the frequencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So I got to play at the soundstage, but I, I got to see a lot of these OG DJs play. And they were cool as hell, man. They were so, so badass, man. It was so inspiring. Were they playing like a lot of like recent stuff or like some like so, old school? They were playing a lot of drum and bass, Ooh, fuck which yeah. was the perfect vibe for the sound system stage because drum and bass leaves a lot of space for the bass. You know, it's like you got the beat, doom, 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 and then like the bass hits you like a huge impact. And yeah. I was sitting here in front of the stage, and it re- re- would remind me of these organic live engines basically uh you know i was in the middle of the desert and all of a sudden from the desert you have this stack of speakers blasting out these frequencies and producing this low tone to like make you feel good you know like it felt so so organic you know it felt like a living thing a living organism literally Mm. and uh another another thing i noticed was they would play drum drum and bass and then they would stack up some rap tracks over it which is really cool because that's basically what you do in the uk with drum and bass you have an mc yeah who's rapping over the tracks you know uh it's part of the culture mm-hmm. they had that at, uh have, have i told you about that Soundhaven festival yeah man how was it it was amazing. It was probably my favorite festival experience. Like between like, uh, it was like the first festival that I like, you know, really got involved with. Like I volunteered and I was on the promo team and just like the undergroundness and like intimacy of it was really cool. Like it was like definitely below 10,000 people. So big homie fest, but they had, um, like during a lot of the sets, like an MC who would just like bit fucking like fire and flames over like all yeah, over just like dude. 140 dubstep it was very cool the mcs are nice fire, touch. dude because literally there's so much uh crossover between genres especially here in the states you know there's a, like rap is so popular 
And then you have all these bass tracks basically taking hip-hop beats, you know? It's all the same rhythm, man. It's literally rhythm. You get yourself a good MC, a good rapper, you play them a track, like a bass track, a drum and bass track, and they can feel the flow and flow over it, you know? A lot of people uh, split genres up because they think, oh, it's electronic, it's dubstep, it's like Skrillex, Bangarang, or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, not really anymore. Because at the end of the day, what we're doing as electronic artists is harnessing the flow, the pulse, you know? Like that badass feeling you get when you're driving your car like a cool badass motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, I've met a bunch of DJs that are tapping into this electronic scene now. Whether it be with like cool, crazy 808s with these crazy frequencies just so you can wash out the crowd. Or, uh, you know, I'm telling you, drum and bass, bro. Like, drum and bass was on the rise before uh, quarantine hit, actually. It uh, kind of dampened it, but, dude, people, like, still want it, man. It's so good, bro. I don't know if you streamed Lost Lands this year. Couchlands. Um, I watched a little bit, but I, I was kind of busy this weekend, so. Yeah, dude, I watched a little bit of it, too. It was actually a lot of bass house, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, man, it, it was a lot of bass house. Uh, I saw, I caught Knife Party set. Ooh. Dude, crazy, crazy. Shout out to Knife Party, man. Y'all are so cool. Um, dude, they played a bunch of these like hard techno tracks. That's what it sounded like. It was four on the floor, a bit faster. You know, kind of like electro or like kind of like electro, but it was more stripped down than that. Mm. definitely honing into the warehouse vibes, man. Because uh, it's the pulse. It's the straight pulse, you know. It's uh, simplifying things. You can just, like, feel it, bro. It's great for dancing. Yeah. It's great for dancing. Yeah, it's heavy. It's unique, you know. It's not so much more like the bro step stuff. Like, uh, you know, Excision will always have a place. Always, you know, he's a legend. Yeah. But uh, there's a huge experimental bass scene going on right now huge influx man i mean people just like that wonky stuff people have figured out how to make these crazy frequencies mm -hmm. that just like surprise you you know and you know people are just getting used to it too people love that stuff man yeah there's definitely lately like been like a way heavier focus on um i'd say like good sound design as you said like um from my perspective like um i, I definitely like some music that i can really like hone in on and like which which i guess like be, being a producer like it's easy to like you know think about oh how do they make that bass or like oh how do they get like the sub to sound so fat and stuff and yeah i think like there's definitely been like a lot of that like a lot of um you know a bit more like complex like kind of sound design has been coming about and um yeah like what you were saying about stuff being like a lot more stripped back like i think like that's like coming up to the forefront a lot more like um like 140 dubstep is like huge now it's like, huge now because you can just change it to four on the floor when it's 140 and all of a sudden it's yeah, this crazy true. like fast techno track you know yeah there's yeah. like a huge there, there's definitely a lot of parallels between like techno and like the like 140 like grimy dubstep and some of the like minimal like drum and bass um like a lot of like a uk kind of stuff yeah dude i, I think it's because a lot of us grew up with four on the floor EDM, you know, back in like 2010, 2012. So we like that sound a lot, you know, at least for me, like 
I learned to DJ when I lived in Singapore, basically. And the tracks that I was mixing were stuff like uh, Hardwell, Rehab, Martin Garrix, you know, like Martin Garrix Animals, like Big Room House was on the rise. Yeah, that, that's yeah. where I was in the beginning. Too. Yeah, dude, lit. Shout out to Big Room House. I used to like critique it so much, but you know, I get it. I get it, bro. It's straight. You're shooting out energy straight up. Yeah. But uh, I think now like growing up in the scene here in the States, uh, I personally got a lot of influence from bass music here. I remember when Snails put out tracks, I was like amazed at the sound design. Yeah. It was so gritty, you know? And now that we're reaching this age uh, that we're like playing shows and stuff out more and we're getting feedback from artists and stuff, like, yeah, at least for me, I like the bass and stuff, but I like to bring like the club influence still. Like what what I was saying earlier, like, the core core of it is like the club scene you know and a lot of people haven't been exposed to the club scene because they usually at least here in the states bass artists don't really play at clubs you know they play at like yeah. festivals or like uh their tours and stuff uh you go to a club it's gonna be like house music and stuff mm-hmm. unless you're like in vegas and it's gonna be like dj snake playing his yeah <laughs> and stuff which is lit but uh you know, the club scene teaches you to dance. It teaches you to flow with your body. Um, and it, basically, through my production, I've been able to put groove in your tracks. So uh, people, people that don't know what groove is, basically imagine that you're dancing to this track live and you feel the weight of your body. Your body has a natural inertia and a weight and a gravity to it. So think about when you raise your arms up and down. It's not just a straight linear thing. It's like a curve, you know? You put your arm all the way up, then back down. Imagine that in the graph, man. It's like a it's a it's not a straight line. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking about dancing and stuff and being out of club, and I know exactly what you, you know mean. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah, dude. And that's what being organic is. Oh, uh, when you make an electronic track, it's really easy to make your stuff just straight, like straight to the beat. But if you don't put groove in your tracks, people aren't going to dance to it. They're going to feel it more if you put grooves in your tracks. And uh, you can do this many ways. I mean, you can, like a lot of uh, trap rap producers, they'll play beats out by hand, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you can start with a loop of a guitar, you know, somebody literally playing it live. And I mean this instead of like just sequencing everything straight to the grid using your like mouse, you know, there's a bunch of tricks. I mean, you can like delay certain tracks so that it lags a little bit, you know, it's got that swing to it. It's yeah, got that it's groove. all about the swing. It's all about the swing, man. Uh, people recognize it, dude. We're not machines, we're humans. We're organic. And you can tell, you can tell when people do it and when people don't do it and people are catching up man people get it like especially in the bass scene it's it's so like mm-hmm. shuffly yeah you know? yeah that's what i like about drum, drum and bass bro shout out to drum and bass shout out to house music man for me house music is always gonna be my favorite Not oh, it'll lie. always have a place in yeah, my heart yeah house music is pretty fire dude it's like man shout out to terminal eight bro Dude, I say this so many fucking times. Those guys are crazy, bro. Shout out to Mania and Nicholas Latif, bro. Y'all are cool. I love all those guys. I I loved those events so much. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Terminal 8 is this conglomerate here in Nashville 
that specializes in club music. You know, uh, for example, uh, Mania, shout out to you, man. He does a lot of jungle type music, you know? Mm-hmm. It's uh, straight club music, man. It's stripped down. Uh, they actually played a Boiler Room set a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm so sad I didn't get to go to that. Dude, it was so, so vibey, man. Like, I've never seen anything like that in Nashville. It's such a good sign that it's happening here. Where was it? Man, it was over in like East. Oh, CC's Gallery, man. Shout okay. out to them. Yeah, CC's Gallery. But uh, basically, a Boiler Room set. Uh, the setup for that is that you have this huge empty space. Think about like a warehouse. And you put the DJ booth in the center of it uh, with space behind the DJ booth and in front of it and all around. So basically, while you're playing, you have the crowd all around you, all around you. It's like a 360 kind of thing. But it's called Boiler Room because, I mean, it's like in a boiler room. It's a warehouse yeah. kind of feel, <laughs> you know? Uh, it, it stems from uh, the UK, I believe, uh, Boiler Room TV. But uh, it was fire, man. I mean, dude, I was literally on Reddit earlier today. Uh, and it was, the post was like, it was like subreddit uh, Nashville. And it was like, what are some Nashville secrets? And they were like, oh, Nashville has a great underground EDM scene. And then underneath that, somebody literally shouted out Terminal 8. And they were like talking about the boiler room set, man. It was crazy. It was like a random, awesome. it was like just a random Reddit post. Yeah, dude. And I was about to comment on it like, like oh yeah, it's doing so good. But I didn't because, you know, social media, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, definitely. I mean, man, I'm working on uh, planning some trips with my friends to Europe right now. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Uh, coming up in the springtime, in the fall time. But uh, I'm working to play over there, actually. Oh. Yeah, dude. Because uh, the club scene there is great, man. I bet. It's so good. I mean, all the warehouse stuff there is really good. I have a good friend, uh, Satoshi. Literally Satoshi. Yeah, you've mentioned yeah, him before. Dude, he's a bloody legend. Yeah, shout out to Satoshi. Him and I DJed together in Singapore. When we went to UWC, man, which was my school when I lived there, uh, we had a DJ room next to the library. Oh, no we, freaking yeah, way. Yeah, man. Had, we had two uh, Pioneer decks on there, and we were just going and practicing our free time. That's you know? crazy. Dude, this guy just played EDC Japan. Oh, really? Yes, dude. Oh, my god. Crazy, bro. Yeah, man. He specializes in hard style, for example. Hard style was so good, bro. I, I love hard style. Dude, it's so good, man. Yeah, shout out to him. He's a killer, bro. His aesthetic is perfect, man. And he's a genius producer, man. This guy, Satoshi. But uh, the scene is active everywhere. Everywhere. All around the world, man. People love it. People just want to party. They want to rage. They want to feel good. They want to dance, bro. People want to dance. Yes, sir. Yeah, dude. Shout out to the dancing. <laughs> Bless the dance. Yeah, going back to... um. I was thinking about like what you were saying about like, you know, it's coming back. The focus is like coming back to like the club and stuff. I feel like a lot of like, I feel like with like a lot of like American EDM, um, there's like a sense of like, you know, kind of like the, the, the whole like rock star thing, like yeah. you were saying. And there's almost like a sense of like idolization. Um, For sure. Absolutely. Like, um, a, a lot of sets, like it's really like centered around like, you know the person the brand and like they have their intro and like spotlights on them and uh you know all all the tropes like yeah big intro as i said uh 
stand on top of the table and all that, and which, 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 which is fine. But, um, you know, I, I think there, there's also a charm to like, you know, when the focus is on like the, the dance floor and like the space and, you know, I've, I've seen like some like DJs, you know, say that like, Oh, there, there shouldn't like be breaks in between sets and stuff. And like, you know, one yeah, DJ should like going, transition the song into like the next DJ set. And I think there's definitely like something like interesting to that. It's like, dude, nice that's so true. That's such an interesting observation actually, because, uh, back in the nineties, the early two thousands, you would go to a club and people wouldn't be facing the DJ as they do now. Yeah. Yeah. Now you go to an EDM show and we're all facing towards the DJ when it actually used to be you're on the dance floor and you're socializing and dancing with people you know uh that's a huge change man i mean i mean i'm a dj i get the rock style the rock star vibe but it's it's an illusion man i mean people will idolize you because people like to look up to someone that they relate to Absolutely. which is cool you know as long as you're like a positive influence here in Nashville, I've met a bunch of artists that are just cocky, basically. So they have this rock star personality without paying their dues. You know, you don't have to be an asshole to have a following. You basically attract what you put out, you know, uh, which is why in my sets, I'm always like preaching love and stuff. You know, I just want people to feel comfortable and feel good about themselves and stuff some people like the rock star stuff you know like uh i grew up listening to a lot of metal a lot of rock you know uh, death metal and stuff and like like i watched this documentary on motorhead no nah, that's a lie man it was uh man i don't remember what band it was but dude it's destructive you know because it's not real like the stuff you see in media and on tv it's not real. It's all an industry, dude. Like, if you're partying all the time, it's not gonna last. Especially, like, working in basically the party industry. You see it all. You know, that's why people, like, party in phases. Like, you can't live your whole life chasing this lifestyle that's built on, like, living fast and, like, dying young. People like joke about that or whatever, but at the end of the day, man, like it's not healthy, you know. Um, there's a lot of drugs in this scene, yeah, man. And yeah, I personally don't think it's necessary at all. Like, I started this when I was like 14 years old, you know. I I didn't know anything about that, and I'm telling you, it's about the music, bro. I mean, people do drugs in this scene a lot, I think, because it's like a hidden scene, and you have like a secret place to do it you know and yeah sure it like it could enhance the experience but i mean how many artists have died because of drug overdoses bro right man like it's horrible bro but uh yeah a lot of these artists preach the wrong thing or they don't care they straight up don't care you know like being on a stage in front of people you do have influence on people especially because a lot of the crowd, they're like younger people, man. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're they're the ones going out and partying and stuff. You know, um, yeah, some that that is definitely something I've realized. Like being older, um, like not not only like uh, 
being around like, you know, people who might be like freshmen or sophomores in college, but also like um, at, at work, like being in like a position of um, superiority, like there, there is definitely that, um, you know, like notion that like, you know, a lot of people like, you know, you, 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 you do have influence over people and like people like, um, you know, are still like figuring it out like you know might not know the answers and you know they'll they'll like turn to you and yeah man the superiority thing is super true because i mean if you're experienced in a field people are gonna come for you for advice and stuff but as uncle ben said with great power comes great responsibility man yes sir (laughs) we're here as guides you know we're here to spread love and spread a healthy lifestyle uh, like EDM is my culture, you know, it's my business. Uh, we got to be in this business for a while, dude. It's not just like a phase. It's not a phase, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like you want to be healthy for a long time. You want to live to a hundred, bro, 200. You got to be healthy, bro. You got to be careful. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Maybe when you're young, like you get drunk like every weekend or whatever, like sure you'll bounce back, but you're still damaging your brain, man. Then you're older and then what? Do those habits die or do they stay, you know? Yeah. You got to make them, like, die. You got to notice what's healthy for you, man. You got to take care of your body, bro. Go to the gym. Like, love your family. Do stuff that's good for you. Meditate. You know, read a book. Listen to some music. Put good food into your body. Put good food into your body. Yeah, man. Like, you got to, bro. Like, fast food is convenient and good and stuff, but you don't want to get fat, huh? Yeah. You're just going to get hungry again, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, be careful with stuff. That uh, that's all I gotta tell these these people. Yeah, yeah, it's, dude. It's it's also definitely about like moderation. I think and I kind of like moderation going back to the drug yeah. talk. Like not yeah. not not like condoning ingesting things, but it's it all definitely like boils down to like knowing your limits, yeah, knowing know your, your priorities, limits, and having that self awareness yeah. and adhere adhering to it. Yeah, I mean, look at the people around you that are taking these drugs okay look at the people that are older than you and that are taking these drugs literally look at the habits of the people around you do you want to be like them when you're that age or do you want to be better you know yeah like um i know like molly is so common right now very it's like not really needed bro like it's fine it's not even that good bro Man, like who? I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, no. I've done Molly a few times. It's, it's a good time, but I don't. I don't think I want to do it. Dude, again. I, I was reading. Um, people are out here testing their Molly and stuff. But if you got like pressed pills and stuff, you can test it and you can get a false negative unless you oh, like really? dilute it. Yeah, dude. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. People just don't know, you know. So even if you think you're taking Molly, it's probably not. It's probably amphetamines and research chemicals uh fentanyl maybe who knows bro yeah yeah dude i mean i'm telling you so many people die in this scene due to stupid 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 mistakes man yeah it's not sustainable bro it's not sustainable like eventually it's gonna catch up to you and also it like dulls your soul or something or your energies Mm -hmm. and i'm not just talking about like molly and stuff like alcohol too bro i took a a break for like two months off of alcohol, everything, you know? And I played shows completely sober. And I noticed that I could feel the vibes, man. Like, beautifully. 
versus when I was drinking and stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's lit. It's exciting. I get like energy and stuff. But you don't feel the love of the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different, man. Like you're literally like numbing your brain doing this kind of stuff. And like, it's the most cliche thing, but you'll have to like take more and more just to get to baseline level again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. But, uh, you want to feel the flow of energy? I challenge you to try it sober, bro. Because we have everything that we need within us. You know? That's what meditation is important too, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I I do that every day, literally. Same here. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. It's so good. I always tell my friends, like, meditate, meditate. Do you have, like, an app that you use, or do you just kind of go for it? I usually just go for it, man. I mean, just uh, sit in your bed, lay in your bed, whatever. Close your eyes and breathe. And I don't mean, like, your normal breathing. Like, pay attention to your breathing. You know, deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Breathe the into in. the parts of your body that hurt. True, man. Feel the energy and spread it to your body, basically. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, a lot of people are have anxiety, have depression, have anger and stuff. And they bottle it up. They push it all the way down and stuff. But uh, where does that go? It stays inside of you, bro. Mm-hmm. It's horrible for you. If you allow your thoughts to come and go, eventually you'll realize they're literally just thoughts, you know? It's in your head. It's not like a person physically in your room here to hurt you, you know? Like, I myself, like, have struggled with anxiety and depression in the past, you know? And it's a terrible, terrible feeling. And I learned this uh, great, great, great tool actually that uh basically you breathe in and then you exhale for twice the amount that you breathe in so for example if i breathe in four seconds on the exhale i'm going to take eight seconds and that resets your amygdala in your brain your fire mm-hmm. fight or flight response and uh when you're caught up in the moment when you're stressed when life is stressing you out you know you can have so many things going on it's really easy to forget that there's tools to help your brain you know and uh this is because like hell you might like it you might like feeling like you're in a low place for many reasons i know a lot of artists that are like yeah i love like being depressed or like post breakup or whatever because it makes me more creative like yeah sure like definitely hone it bro but uh take care of yourself you know like do you want to live your whole life feeling like shit because uh because life is quite short bro like truthfully it is but it's quite beautiful Mm -hmm. you know when they say like it's all in your head it's all in your head and uh that doesn't mean like it's not valid it just means like your mental state has so much power over you as an individual oh yeah yeah man like huge 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 and that's what we were saying you gotta eat good do exercise this stuff genuinely does help man i'm not saying like like sure go to the gym man if you're like if you don't want to go to the gym because you're like shy or anxious to go to the gym, find something that works for you, bro. Uh, go on a walk, man. Go ride your bike. Do some push-ups. Go dance, man. Go to the club and dance, you know? Like, take care of yourself, man, straight up. Because uh, that shit's like so important, bro. That's all we are, you know? Like, we're all we have in the end. Get, get a good support group. You know, find friends that actually care about you and that are good influences. Because mm-hmm, that's that, very important. It, it's literally your reality. It's your environment. You know, uh, your set and setting, bro. Like, 
the people around you that you're seeing every day, they're going to be your influences, whether you like it or not. Because I think like the typical thing is like, oh, if all your friends jump off a cliff, what do you do? It's not that simple. You're literally here feeding off of their vibes, their energies, their aspirations, you know? Like, surround yourself with people that inspire you. Like, I'm blessed to have a lot of friends with uh, great, great, great dreams, you know? They own studios, they're out here playing, you know? They're out here working on themselves and stuff. You can get caught in negative habits and spirals if you're not careful. Because it's fun to do it for a while. But you never know how that's going to affect you in the long term. And you never know how long that little bit is going to last. Like, um, for example, like in the past, when I go through like breakups or whatever, I'll get like crazy, you know, and and by that, I mean, I'll do a bunch of this stuff that like numbs the pain or I'll mistake feeling independent with just feeling nothing at all, you know, and uh that's when people become like alcoholics and stuff, bro. And I'm telling you, I see that in Nashville so much, bro. It's so normalized, man. It's so normalized. Like everything, like the social scene is like drinking. The issue with that, man, it's literally harming your body so much in your mind, bro. Like you want to be smart, right? You want to like think about intuitive things. Like why would you like damage your brain forever, bro? Just be careful, man. Take care Mm -hmm. of yourself, man. Straight up, like it's okay bro like like just love people you know be cool be cool and stuff and be nice to people man because like before you know it you're in this spot of influence where uh people look on your moves you know they look at you and they they just want some guidance you know so uh just love people bro just love people but be genuine about it love people because you want to love people don't love people because you want to like get something out of it you know yeah and i know a bunch of people that do that and a lot of people just aren't aware that they're doing it but uh even if you're not aware that you're doing it or man man maybe you might be aware that you're taking advantage of people but uh you think it doesn't matter but it does because you never know how your actions are gonna affect somebody else you know because people feel things differently than you or they'll they'll react to things differently than you like all of a sudden it'll be like the future and they'll be like, yeah, man, this was like a forming moment in my life. When in your head, it could have been like nothing, you know? Mm. Yeah, dude. Yeah, people's experiences are like as amazing as yours, you know? So why not just push positivity, bro? Why not just be a good influence to everybody, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, dude, just teach good things. Be smart. You know, do your research on stuff. It's like so prime, bro. Yeah. And I wanted to circle back, but we were talking a lot about like, um, you know, sustainability of like, um, you know, EDM and like, you know, how it, um, you know, is powered by like the party life and all that. Um, And maybe you like kind of touched on it um, with like all some of what you were saying, but like, what what do you think is like the, um, you know, solution or like, how do you think like, you know, with, um, EDM, like, you know, as like a culture business, um, and, you know, important part of people's lives, like how can, um, you know, make it something that like, you know, is like going to be like in it for the long run and like, you know, not like, um, you know, taking so much from people like physically and mentally in like some ways, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think education has a lot to do with it for sure. 
a lot of people just take things and don't think of it. It's like a binge, you know? It's like you just want to have a good time. Yeah. Um, I think there are, I mean, plur, bro, plur. Like, what happened to plur? For real. Yeah, seriously, man. People, like, don't know what the hell plur is anymore. Like, peace, love, unity, respect, man. That's all there is to it. Peace, love, unity, respect. Um, a lot of that, dude. So, it ties a lot with, like, the culture and stuff. Because I think right now the world is in the state where there's a lot of like negative things happening around the world here in the States. Oh, yeah. In Ukraine, in Iran, like everywhere, bruh, literally. But um, obviously because of technology, we see it all the time. Oh, and also like the environment is horrible right now, which yep. sucks. Um, it's really easy to like just look for these things to numb yourself. People need to realize that like the music itself is healing you know mm-hmm. like as a producer that's why we make tracks that's why we like make these frequencies it's literally so it like hits your brain and it makes you feel good you know like it's literally to spread positivity and stuff but the education thing man like a lot of people don't they just don't know like you can just go out and somebody offers you something and you'll be like yeah i'll take it and what, in the moment, are you going to take out your test kit and, like, like test a, test a bump or something? It's like, nah, bro, you're just going to take it. I think people need to be more careful with alcohol. Like, sure, alcohol is great, like, in social settings and stuff. But uh, it's so addictive, man. And, like, you start with one thing, you know, you'll, you'll be drunk. And all of a sudden, it's like, dang, I want to, like, take a bump or something. You yeah. Know? But uh, I'm telling you, I challenge people to experience these concerts sober. Because you'll realize, uh, you'll see a lot more detail in the production, in the lights, in the show. You'll be more aware. And not only that, but look at the people around you that are like fucked up and shit, you know? Like, feel the vibes, man. Like, feel it within yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm not here to demonize substances or people that do substances. Like, been there, done that, you know? But I'm here to tell you, it's not sustainable, bro. It's not, man. Your body literally has a limit to it. Even if you're not out here taking it, like, excessive amounts at once, over time, your body still has a limit to it. Your mind has a limit to it. Your energies do, bro. Yeah. yeah, and I definitely think, um, yeah, kind of what you were saying, it's important to, like, uh, you know, find something um, in the scene and culture to, like, really, like, derive meaning from, like, whether it be, um, you know, the 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 people you meet, um, there's that, that can be a huge thing, too, because everyone's very, like, uh, loving and uh, accepting and, like, open to all kinds of different people. It's like, you, you really, like, make some great friends in this scene. And, yeah, like, for sure. For me, um, I definitely think that, like, I've derived a lot of meaning from, like, um, you know, like, making music and, like, beginning to, like, get involved with the events um like it's it's really cool to um you know work on something and work towards something with a team uh for like a long time and like to see like all those like late nights and like hard work like come together into uh something really beautiful and um you know like some something else too um like i i think that like you know we like you know, as, as, um, you know, producers, as fans, as like, 
you know, people coordinating the events too. I also think it's like, you know, important to like use this thing as like an engine for good and like something that like, you know, lifts you up rather than like just an escape, like some something that like, um, you know, once I like start like putting music out and like really get things going, like one thing that like I was like really thinking about, like, cause like, um, something that has like kind of like, uh, you know, held back like my like energy and drive is like, you know, gosh, I'm like, uh, you know, making this music and like having fun and have those goals of like playing events and stuff. But like part, a lot of like aspects of the world are like crumbling apart, like whether it be like the environment or like, uh, you know, like a political structure. And it's just like, what am I doing? But like, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to like, um, you know, if slash when I do get to the point of like having events, it'd be cool to like, um, you know, partner with like organizations and stuff and like, you know, put spotlights on like organizations or whatever that are like really like, you know, fighting the good fight and like, you know, contributing to the like greater good and like using, um, you know, the influence, you know, that we have as like artists and, like using like that like enthusiasm about um the music um you know that like the fans have too to like you know speak to them and like you know encourage them to like contribute to the good fight you know dude definitely 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 uh as an artist i mean you can steer people towards organizations that do good you know like organizations that help the environment for example um for example shout out to fc presents uh, deep tropics has a bunch of partnerships yeah like that, you know? And uh, a big part of what you're saying is that you don't have to do this alone. Collaborations are key. Like, if you want to make a change in the world, there's other people and organizations that also want to make a change in the world. And when you team up with them, it's not like, oh, I have my vision and somebody else has their vision, so my vision is being absorbed and like destroyed or whatever. Nah, man, it's like synergistic, man. And that's like a huge, huge part. Like when you collaborate with somebody, you're taking two completely different minds, two worlds and joining them and it builds up. It doesn't cancel out. It doesn't necessarily mix like that. It builds up, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something I want to do too, to be honest. That's actually one of my goals. Uh, when I'm, whenever I'm playing like a big festival or something, I do want to partner with an organization to help society, you know, help the climate. Yeah you know, help people out because, uh, yeah, man, I mean, we should all be helping each other out. Yeah, man, it's lit. It's lit so far. Like there's so many, so many, so many talented people out here, bro. And they're all like spiritual and stuff, you know, you're dead ass pushing waves to heal people. That's what this is, man. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy to think about how society and the world is like degrading or whatever. I don't, no, I don't think the world's ending, ending. But uh, what I say is, if the world's in a troubled place, don't you want to be a person to guide people along it in a positive way? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's really easy to think like, oh man, why should I care about this career? Why should I have children? Why should I like do whatever? Because the world's going to end anyway. But don't you want to soothe people's pain while we're here? You know? Yeah, it's crazy out here, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, and kind of, like, going off of that, um, you know, like, I definitely think that, like, bad things are going to happen in our lifetime, and, you know, it's inevitable that, like, 
you know, certain like catastrophes are going to happen. But like, I don't think it's, um, you know, too late for all of us to like find some, you know, common ground and, you know, start to like work together. And like, I think it's important for people to know like what their like individual responsibility is, um, you know, for for themselves, for others, um, you know, like today and in the future and like, you know, figure out like what we can do to, um, you know, ensue like great change in, um, society and like, you know, do what we can to like kind of save our butts. Yeah, dude, we're quite powerful. Everybody as an, as an individual is quite powerful, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's manifestation. It's hard work, whatever you want to call it. You can do whatever you want man just put in the hard work you know like make the connections dude um don't think about how hard the journey is gonna be think about what's next you know take baby steps bro mm-hmm. you know like have a goal like oh man i want to like help people with my music or whatever um don't think like man there's so much to help though nah man think about like one thing at a time take the steps one thing at a time man another thing it's really easy like to be caught up with social media and stuff like we're here seeing like crazy war footage and stuff like live like for the first time ever in like history you know yeah it's wild we hear about everything like calamities are like bloody horrible bro but uh focus man like look at where you're at you know hell delete social media for a little bit social media is terrible bro social media is so 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 terrible yeah i've been like I've, i've been like dialing it back a little bit and i feel like so much better like even if like i'm like scrolling for like even like 30 seconds like my brain is just like fuming dude it's crazy because it's so easy to just like stay on your phone and scroll for a minute for a while you know like it's memes you know it's like public freakouts or whatever yeah yeah but um man you're never gonna get that time back ever bro ever it's like addictive for a reason it's successful because it's addictive you know at least like like tiktok shirts powerful you know you can use it as a tool but i mean social media to its core is addictive as hell man it's so addictive bro for real man you spend so much time on there then it's like a positive feedback loop all of a sudden it's showing you what you want to see whether it's positive or negative you know hell maybe it's not even what you want to see it's what you like just happen to come across and it like triggers your brain a certain way you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. Um, it's really difficult with social media as an artist because you kind of have an obligation to have social media to promote yourself uh, when truthfully I would just delete it all because it's not real life. And I think we all know that it's not real life, but um, you know, it still feels good to your brain. You know, it still feels like a real thing. It's just so much like pressure and stuff like that isn't real bro like real life does not reflect on social media at all at all Mm -hmm. man yeah social media shows the highlights it's literally the highlights dude it's literally the highlights like what am i gonna show my like daily basis here working like a job or something nah bro i'm gonna show like the most hype moments you know i don't really care about likes too much anymore it's mostly like when you're scrolling through the feeds and stuff you're being fed all these like funny videos and stuff or like it's just entertainment you know you're like yeah sure man it's fun but uh it's not good bro like it desensitizes your brain man because you're just being fed all this like 
these dopamine rushes and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, man. It's not necessarily that like the media itself is bad. It's just, it's so easy to get addicted to it, you know? And before you know it, I mean, you're desensitizing your brain. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And you spend so much time on that shit, dude. That is, yeah. Gotta be careful, bro. Gotta be careful. Yeah. And it's so new because I mean, this stuff literally just like came about a few years ago, you know? Um, People don't really haven't done, I mean, they just haven't done the research, like the long-term research. What does this do to you, to your like mental growth and stuff? Man, I bet in the future, if we count like how many hours or days of our lifetimes we spend just scrolling through stuff, we're going to be like, man, damn, like imagine you're on your deathbed and it's like, damn, dude, like I spent like months of my life just on my phone you know yeah that's wild it's wild bro because at the end of the day it doesn't bring you shit man it doesn't man literally it doesn't do shit for you like i can argue like yeah it'll like you're like learning new skills or whatever sure man but you got to dedicate the time to learn those new skills you can't just be on your phone and like be looking at this flood of information and context and be like oh man i'm learning all this crazy shit because i don't even think your brain retains half of this shit hell like 90 percent of it bro yeah. Well, um, what do you think? Maybe, maybe on on the flip side, so, social media can um like be used as like a good tool for learning and can be used to your advantage. Like uh, TikTok, for example, like I I think it's amazing for like tutorials and instructional videos and stuff because it's all like very um, which like unfortunately it's like a byproduct of like how social media has like you know made our brains like really only susceptible to like things and like short bursts and like flashy like images and colors but in some ways it can like work to our advantage because like i I watch like a lot of like cooking recipe stuff on tiktok and i'll watch like a lot of like production tutorials on tiktok and it can really like you know capture just like the essence of like some like big concept and like really like condense it down condense it so it, it it all depends on like how how you use the. Tools. I definitely think it does depend on how you use it. So I think a a good thing would be for people to be taught how to use it, and I, I mean I think that's going to come with time. You know, um, people are going to realize like how it can affect you negatively, but what's the best way that you can utilize this resource? Uh, you got to go about to look for these resources. You know, TikTok algorithm is crazy bro i mean it's quite sensitive you know it'll just show you like the same thing over and over again once you show an interest in something you know and that's just the nature of the algorithm that us but uh if you as a person go to seek out these things to educate yourself yeah for sure it's going to be super beneficial to you but i think the majority of people that use this stuff aren't doing that they're literally just scrolling it for entertainment you know yep yeah man and uh it takes up so much time bro like if you're in school man and you want to study for a topic you got to set apart the time and the intentions to study the topic for real you know that's how you like put your brain onto it you know but uh if we're fed all this like bullshit all the time it's just putting so much shit in our brains and filling up our space and stuff you know yeah I yeah. think I think it's like important to like have like a daily routine um and you know like learn um like what kind of things like work 
for you when like for me like my my perfect morning is like getting up meditating for 10 minutes like having a good breakfast uh like reading something so the food digests then doing some exercise taking a good shower and then i'm like ready to go for my day so yes, i, I try sure. to like do that as much as i can yeah man morning routine is so important dude uh i usually wake up make sure you eat some breakfast you know your mood depends on that so much I like coffee quite a bit, so I'll have like Same. an espresso. Yeah, coffee's fire. One of my friends actually gave me this great advice. She told me uh, that the first thing she does when she wakes up is like make herself some coffee or something. Not only does that help to like get you the kickstart that you need, but that stops you from just like hopping on your phone or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I'll wake up and check social media like immediately, even though there's like there might be nothing like of importance on there. I just fucking scroll it a little bit, you know. But uh, if you do something else in place of that, just to get your day kick started, I mean, you'll just change your whole day outlook, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mornings are very mornings are so vital important, to yeah. like setting the tone for the whole day. Yeah, dude. Definitely exercise is so important, bro. Leg day is important, man. People don't know <laughs> the leg day like boosts your testosterone for the rest of the week. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, dude. It's fire. Yeah, definitely. Exercise. Man, drink water. Wake up and drink some water, bro. I've I've started doing that. Like I'll I'll leave like a cup of water by uh my phone. Um so I have my phone like on my desk, like kind of far away from my bed, so I have to like get up and like turn off uh my alarm. And I have like a cup of water next to it. So I'll drink that in the morning. It's just like all like the fog is just mm-hmm. whoosh, it's gone. so good for you, man. Like just it helps uh start up your digestive system too, you know. Um, people don't drink enough water, man. And water is like literally important to our cells and our brain and our blood and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Man, it helps you get rid of the toxins in your blood, you know. Dude, I remember when I was younger, I would make sure I drank like hella water when I when I like drank alcohol, like a mm-hmm. a glass per drink or something. Oh like yeah, that, you I, know? I do that. Yeah, dude. All of a sudden, you forget to do that shit. So now you're here, like, damaging the hell out of your body, and you wake up hungover, and you don't know why. Like, man, just drink some water. Man, drink some water before you go to bed. Like, drink some water in the morning. Drink some water throughout the day, man. I personally don't count, like, liters or anything, but uh, I'll just be, like, chucking cups of water, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Being dehydrated makes you tired, too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can feel it. Like, so tired, bro. But yeah, it's fire. Water. Shout out to water, bro. Shout out water. Yeah. H2O. H2O. Yeah. Surprised no one's made that like a DJ name. H2O. Shout out to H2O if you're a DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, kind of like uh, circling back, who are like some of your inspirations? Oh, that's a good question, man. Definitely Porter Robinson, obviously. Sam. Yeah. He's just so cool and he's so positive, you know? Um crazy man i follow that guy since he was like spitfire days you know i i have heard the spitfire stuff but i i kind of like jumped on like a little bit after worlds um like yeah, i'd say like 2017 so was when yeah. i got into porter no he's a great inspiration because he started so young and he showed me that you can like switch up your style and your fan base don't really mm-hmm. care you know as long as you're like good Dude, the the virtual self stuff. Dude, the virtual self stuff like, is so crazy. It's so good, man. That that was that whole thing and like seeing because I I got to see him live as virtual self. That was definitely like one of the more like pivotal moments and like my um artistry and like the type of music I make. Like seeing 
like just like it was like music that like i'd never heard before it was very like uh visceral like aggressive uh sound design it was cool to like because he played a lot of like uh it was a lot of like techno and like acid and like breaks and like yeah. hardcore like stuff from like way way back when and um you know cool like very like uh gut punching like sound is i kind of like g jones and eprom kind of stuff yeah and g jones is sick. um yeah it was it was really cool to um not not only like hear like that kind of stuff but um to see someone like um you know change up their style and do something different and um you know just do it like so boldly and i know that like probably a lot of people like didn't like it and even like with nurture like i know that like there were probably like a lot of people who like really wanted to just hear like worlds kind of stuff yeah virtual self showed me that you don't have to pigeonhole yourself you know Mm -hmm. if you have some artistic idea and it doesn't fit into your brand as an artist just make another like side project you know and people will still find it and vibe with it. Yeah. And or, that, that helps me out a ton, bro. Or just like make the music anyways and like, yeah, have, just make have, it have anyway, like bro. a diverse catalog as your brand. Yeah. Which honestly, I, I think that's something that like you do kind of well. That, like, that is you, what I do. You, you really do yeah. like a whole lot of yeah. different stuff. Like you go from like house and like I know like you do a lot of like experimental bass kind of stuff. And I've been fucking with like all like the hard style. Yeah. A lot of future bass and yeah. stuff. Yeah, man. And I mean, that literally just comes from producing for so many years, dude. And just from liking a lot of different sources. Like, don't... So I was in this phase where I was worried about putting out all this music under just one name, Imperium, because I wasn't sure how people were going to respond to it. But at the end of the day, I mean, people listen to your music because it's good. I get there's a lot of artists that like cater towards one specific style, but I mean, going back to Porter Robinson, man, I mean, even under his Porter Robinson name, Spitfire versus Worlds versus Nurture were completely different styles. For real, yeah. Like fully different styles. That's when you get into like the business of it. Like, oh man, you just want to make, you got to make like a package to like put out so people see it as a, like a cohesive thing, you know, like a Nurture as an album or Worlds as an album. Uh, you can do tricks like that, you know. But uh, hell, you can do like uh, your separate artist projects if you want. But uh, from personal experience, it doesn't really work that well. Unless it's for like booking and stuff. Like I know like Oliver Heldens has his uh, Hell's Deep stuff. I don't know if I've heard about that. Yeah, so he's got his Future House stuff with Oliver Heldens. And then his other stuff is more like club music. But I personally have only seen his like Oliver Heldon stuff. I think it's more like as a name and for your like bookings and stuff, you know, or your music publishing. It's just a different business entity. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I've made a bunch of different genres throughout the years. Like I love house music. I've done that for a while. I used to make Future House back when that was crazy. Uh, Progressive House was for a while. Drum and bass. Right now, um, I always go back and forth back to like house and stuff and uh yeah experimental bass with like future future bass you know definitely it really does depend like what i'm listening to and stuff but uh other artists that inspire me man i mean you, you said g jones g jones is crazy bro. yes sir he's so good man i like his aesthetic a bunch like his visuals all black and white mm-hmm. he makes his visuals and stuff that's fire i got to see eprom uh, when he came here to nashville and that was super yeah, that was cool. a good show because that's just like straight experimental dude it's not like 
following a format like sure it is but like the sound design and stuff it's meant to make you feel a certain way you know that's like what i'm talking about with the waves and stuff like the frequencies like uh basically don't you, you shouldn't really be looking at what people are gonna like You're like don't care about that man make shit that you know is good that makes that you like listen to it and you know is good that you're good at making you know people that like that kind of stuff are gonna find it bro they really really are yeah make whatever the fuck you want bro that is absolutely I'm trying to think who else i like uh dead mouse obviously i'm about to go see him next week Ooh, literally a week from at? today in cincinnati man mm. he's uh he's doing his we are friends tour with nero oh, casablanca uh eddie as well man same nero it's gonna be my first time seeing them i remember like doomsday bro i've that yeah, song is such a dude, fucking that song is crazy, satisfy bro. yeah satisfy dark dude. skies dark skies dude it's gonna be crazy i'm excited for casablanca too man because never heard of casablanca so they're a progressive house you know they're very like synth based mm -hmm. like quite organic sounding they're fire bro let's see who else am i listening to I am also listening to, you know, Chris Lake. Chris Lake's yeah. always a classic. His mixes are crazy. Miha, she's cool because yeah, I like her Miha. aesthetic a ton. And she's a great DJ, man. Like She's a phenomenal she's so DJ. Good, dude, because she's like club trained, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, she's got like the house club style. I saw her like a year and a half ago at Nashville Underground. Were you at that show? I wasn't actually. I think I was out of okay. time. Okay. It was awesome. It was uh, my first show back from the pandemic. Nice. Um, and my my favorite part, um, she she dropped a uh, smack my bitch up by the prodigy. The type. And it bro. was oh my god. Nah, she's I've, so cool. I transcended. Nah, man, I love her to death. I really want to be friends with her. But you know, we probably will be friends one day. I want to be like, hey, I want to be like, hey, I respect you. Please, like, mentor me. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ausla, man. Like Ausla days. Yeah, yeah, dude. Who else do I like? I always go back and listen to IO a lot. Oh yeah, rest yeah, in dude. peace. Rest in peace, IO. Uh, Subtronics is always cool. He's got some crazy sound design stuff going on in the bass scene, and his stuff is catchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting because. It's not often that I listen to a bass artist and I can like actually like sing the tracks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but his stuff is like catchy, catchy, man. It's got like good hooks in it, you know? He's also like, uh, which like, I mean, like most, mo most people I like, you know, respect and have definitely like earned like their spot, like way up at the top. But Subtronics has, Subtronics like definitely like, I think amplifies that notion. Like he, he works so hard and yeah, he does work so constantly hard. like pushes the envelope and like every year is chopping like one more song in there. Like one year it's chopping four songs. The next chopping five songs. Yeah, like. man. Guy's crazy, bro. He's so good. Literally like his sound design is so prime, man. Mm -hmm. It's so like experimental, you know? And uh, he's quite popular right now, too. So he's helping push this experimental sound out to the crowds. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's doing such a good job with that, bro. Yeah, like, in the hardstyle realm, I really like Sub-Zero Project. Man, those guys are crazy, man. Like, hardstyle, you got the classic, like, distorted-ass kick, like, that ka ka kan shit. Bum, bum, bum. Man, Sub-Zero's got that crazy deep bass man you can feel like the room with it it's so like clear and stuff man sub-zero project man they're crazy they're so good bro they're so hype 
And they're so uh, their aesthetic is dope, man. They always like paint their faces. Oh, yeah, man. Their last album, they had like some Renaissance themes going on, which is really cool mm. too. Yeah, man. I respect it. Respect it for sure. We need some hard style shows in Nashville, dude. We do need some hard style shows in Nashville. That'd be dope, man. That'd be crazy, bro. Uh, shout out to the Wasteland stage at EDC, man. Ooh, yeah. Dude, EDC's uh, on my bucket list. It's so hype, man. I'm gonna go to the one in Orlando in November. Coming Ooh. up. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna try to play that one too. So keep an eye out. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I'll be in that. Yeah. What's your favorite festival you've been to? Oh, that's a good question. Probably EDC. Yeah, I would say EDC, Vegas. The vibes were just incredible, honestly. And uh, it was really cool because I got to work box office for it, right? So I got to go for free. I got paid for it. And I got to meet a lot of the professionals that were also making a living off of the scene. That's dope. You know? But the vibes at EDC are just great, man. Like, it's so well organized. And everybody there is just full of the love and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's excellent, man. Everybody's fits are beautiful. Oh, I bet. It's the kind of place that you can just go up to literally anybody, give them a high five and a smile, and, like, compliment them. And mm-hmm. then they'll, like, it'll make their day, you know? Bonnaroo's like that, too. Yeah, man. I gotta go to Bonnaroo. I haven't gone yet. Next year? Yeah, you next year. Uh, definitely catch me there. Uh, I'll be there. But yeah, man, uh, EDC Orlando is coming up in, a f- in like a month or two, two months. I'm going to be there too, working. So that's also going to be a huge vibe, man. Deep Tropics here in Nashville is great too, man. Like it's quite uh, psychedelic themed, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very trippy, very, uh, very chill. You know, it's jungle vibes, man. And it's really cool because since it's a lot of like Nashville natives, uh, we know a lot of these people working. So it's really cool to see them blown up. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it's bloody fire, bro. What, uh, ooh, what, um, like mixing tips or production tips, like, upped your game? Like, oh, dude, that's a good question. Thousandfold. That's a good question. Um, I got a couple. Maybe it'll, uh, yeah, maybe it'll inspire me. But, um, for, for me, for me, the things that, um, I think, like, really, like, uh, you know, made me level up, um, like mixing and mono and constantly oh, like yeah, checking sure. like how it sounds. Yeah, that um, helps keeping um your sub bass like very simple. Like I, I yeah, always true, I always true. just do sine wave. Exactly. And like yeah. only like three harmonics. Yeah, dude. Um something that helped me a lot in Ableton you can freeze and flatten tracks. So basically, uh let's say you make a sound using a plugin, you freeze it just to the audio so basically you're committing to it you say once i freeze this sound i can't edit it anymore i'm the worst at that (laughs) dude that saves so much time and also when i'm here editing sounds as like an audio clip uh you can make some crazy crazy sounds with a yeah i I work a lot with audio clips too yeah dude working with audio clips is super cool because you can just shift the audio and uh it keeps it consistent too because oftentimes uh, i'll make a patch but uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't cycle through the same way each time, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it keeps it consistent if I just like flatten it into audio and uh, just work with it like that. And you can also just move it around and stuff, uh, move it around with the groove and stuff, as I was saying earlier, you know? Uh, as you said, like the sub bass thing, literally, you don't have to make it crazy, you know? Like, uh, just have a more. simple sine, sine wave, bro, and cut out the sub frequencies on everything else. Hell. 
cut out more than what you think you need to cut mm-hmm. you know and it'll pop because when you master this stuff and mix it it'll pop out so nicely yeah. man because you don't have all this busy ass frequencies like messing with your mix you know yeah man that one's good uh i recently got a splice subscription uh there's some great great samples out there man don't be afraid to use samples have you not been using splice man i used to just like download my samples from like separate things you know where where do you get your samples because like i've I've, I've been trying to like use splice a lot less and like i I know that like obviously like there's like so many places to get samples but like the thing is there's like so many that like i don't know where to start but probably like outside of splice like i um i'll like get like an artist sample pack like um i know that like let's see like eprom has a good sample pack oh, nice. I gotta Saruda does nice. g does yeah um, um reddit has a bunch of stuff people just like, compile some weird ass drum samples on there i'll listen to like oh man i'll grab my phone and like record stuff in the field uh like cool noises and stuff that's another thing man Putting cool background noises, like really, really, really turned down in your mixes, helps a ton. You know, I'll record like the sounds of butterflies or like the woods or whatever, mm. and I'll put that in the background, really, really quiet. But imagine you're making this space and you're building the ceiling up. You know, it's really far away, but it's there. Uh, when you mix stuff in your songs, uh, don't be worried. Like, man, I made this crazy sound, and now it's got to be in the forefront because I worked so hard on it. It's like not necessarily. You can like make some cool ass sounds and put it in the background, bro. Like in the mixing and stuff, make sure you're putting the stuff that's not super important. Just like quiet, because you're still gonna hear it in like a club setting, because it's quite loud. Yeah, you know you're gonna master that stuff, and it's still gonna sound good. But uh, you want punchiness in your songs and stuff. Make sure you leave space for the stuff that's supposed to be punchy. Don't make your drums super loud either. You know, mm-hmm. like quiet, a, punchy drums. Yeah, quiet, punchy drums. You know, something that keeps the groove. Punchy does not mean loud at all. You know, literally, like, damn, your synths aren't sounding like heavy enough or whatever. Check your kicks because you know the kick's going to hit that limiter first and then it's not going to make your other synths like loud enough. You know, you're taking up all your headroom and stuff. Like, uh, work on your mixing, man. Mixing is like so important, bro. People, uh, people don't really get that. And you can just do it by yourself, like straight up. As you mm-hmm. said, like mixing in mono is really cool. Helps you to uh, focus on stuff. You know, you're not here like listening to the stereo and stuff. You're here listening to the levels by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And then um, another thing that has been pretty huge for me, um, turning other things down to make something louder. Instead of turning everything else up. Yeah. Yeah, Like if like your bass, if like you're not hearing your drums, like turn down like the bass line a little bit Does, yeah uh, that'll make the drums yeah louder. don't um people blast their subs a lot and that actually um it helped me a lot to get a subwoofer because you don't realize how loud your sub is until you like can actually hear it and feel it mm. your sub doesn't need to be super super loud for it to sound good yeah because also when you're mastering and stuff you're taking up your headroom you know use a uh, reference tracks man check out some tracks that sound good to you and uh look at the levels use like span or something Voxango span oh yeah i use span a lot yeah span is great bro Uh, it's not bad to use reference tracks you're not here like copying the ideas and stuff you're here listening to it sonically and seeing what's good you know remix people's tracks remixing stuff is so fun man it's great practice too 
It's a, because you're basically taking inspiration from something that you wouldn't have thought about Mm -hmm. by yourself, you know? Yeah. And you never know what kind of gold you're going to make. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotta go piss, bro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm down to call it here. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for, uh, being on here. It was, uh, anytime man it's always a pleasure yeah, it's I'd, always I'd, a pleasure yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to do this again i'm uh, super down man yeah dude yeah super fun yeah some... first podcast it's lit it's great to talk to everybody hello hello yeah. thank you for listening and uh i always ask this at the end of uh every episode and we definitely like touched on a lot of advice but like any any other uh advice comes to mind like big like big like big biggest advice. things that yeah. like you've learned in your journey as like an artist and like you know in the music industry yeah, be yourself and observe. Look at the people around you and look what they do and see if you want to be like them. But be yourself. At the end of the day, stay true to yourself. You don't have to try so hard. You really, really don't. Don't be all talk. You know, people are going to look at your work and listen to your work and base off of that. Let the work do the talking. Let the work do the talking, man. It's so important. Surround yourself with positive people and love yourself and meditate. Yeah, man. Love yourself. Love people. Be open and love people. It's okay to love people. It's amazing to love people. Absolutely. And let people love you too. Well, uh, yeah. Thank, thanks again. This was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you, Roland. Absolutely. Is there... Peace. Peace, love, unity, respect. <laughs>